awesome podcast. Toot toot. Tonight, it's the episode you've been waiting for. We're gonna be digging up some dirt and spilling some piping hot tea. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about this one myself, Mr. Possum. Yeah, you should be. Because tonight's episode, we're gonna be spilling tea on ourselves. That's right, it's the secrets episode. We're gonna tell you some nasty old secrets. Yeah, some of this is stuff I haven't told anyone at all. And tonight, we're gonna spill it for everyone to hear. It's gonna feel really good to get all this off my chest. I've got a lot of dark secrets I'd like to get out. Or it might feel really bad. I don't know. I've never told a secret before in my entire life. That's why they're secrets, you know? Yeah, we'll find out when this is all over, whether it was a good idea or a bad idea. Yeah, it's like that T-shirt I got that says, Is this a bad idea? Ask me tomorrow. Possum, did you get that shirt at a beach or uh, or, or, or where'd you get it? I found it in the in a mall garbage can. I mean, it probably came from Spencer's, and it had a bunch of chocolate sauce all over it. Mm-hmm. And we'll never know if that was a good idea or not, because they weren't around the next day to wear it. If the shirt's been thrown away, I think it was. it's safe to say it was a, a bad idea. Oh, yeah. I mean, I assume it came from Spencer's. Maybe somebody wore that in and then saw an even tighter shirt at Spencer's, and they're like, I'm taking this thing off. And I'm going to use it as a rag for my chocolate brownie. That happens all the time. Mm-hmm. If you rummage around in the garbage can outside the front of Spencer's, uh, you find a bunch of shirts with just kind of lackluster phrases on them. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we're going to be spilling piping hot tea all over ourselves. Ooh. you've been keeping from me well mr possum very few people know this but i have a uh i have a skeleton in my closet well yeah that's the whole point of the episode is for us to talk about these skeletons in our closet big hell come on i i mean i have a skeleton in my closet like um like literally whoa whoa whoa, whoa. you have an actual skelly in your closet yeah ew gross i mean it is a secret in that a lot of people don't know about it and that it does represent like a mishap from my past. But it's also a literal skeleton in my closet. Well, I'm not here to judge the body you have in your house, but would you mind telling me uh, all about it on the air? Of course. See, about 10 years ago, I had a surprise party for my friend Gary. Now, Gary was a great guy, but uh, he was just kind of, he was unlucky in general. You know, he's one of those guys. Just nothing good ever happened to him. Uh, Nothing ever went his way, and... Deep down, we all kind of knew he was he was going to go out in some unlucky way mm. and that it would probably be his fault. Like, we just, we wanted him to sort it out. I know the type. We're like, Gary, can you not sort out your bad luck? Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was his birthday, and we wanted to have, like, a surprise birthday party for him. So we had him hide in my winter coat closet so that we could surprise him later on in the night. Mm. Well, we all got kind of, like, tipsy at the surprise party, and we forgot to surprise him. And him being Gary, he didn't pop out and remind anybody or ever say, like, hey, I'm in here, it's my birthday, you know, anything like anything like that. He didn't take charge of the situation. The next day, I left to, I don't know, go on a tour or something, and uh, come the following winter, 
I open up the heavy coat closet, and there Gary is, still waiting to be surprised for his birthday. Mm. Fortunately, uh, everybody was there again for my uh, annual pick out a winter coat party. So we just had a sort of impromptu funeral for him there on the spot. And since then, I've been meaning to get a nice plot for him to bury him, but uh, I haven't really gotten around to it. Plus, it's kind of a funny story to tell people when I give them a tour of my house. I see you uh, You noticed the the little friend in the closet there. That's, uh, that's Gary. Go ahead and wish him a happy birthday. <laughs> I bet he looks very surprised now with his mouth wide open and kind of gaping, empty ass sockets. He be he looks shocked. It is kind of funny. Oh, it's 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 hilarious, really. It's classic, Gary. What's the first secret you'd like to share this evening? It's a big one. Should I whisper it? Yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool if you if you, if you whispered it like you were still trying to keep it secret while saying it into a microphone. Big Al, I've got a secret monkey. You... I've got a secret monkey, and I'm ready to talk about it. Okay. It's against the law. You can't have an exotic pet like that. But I couldn't help myself. I met him at a party. He's an orangutan. He's a rang rang. Sure. And he goes by ding dong, which is clever because it's like rang rang, ding dong. Yeah. <laughs> it's clever in that they in that those are all sounds you can make with your mouth. Yeah, that's what cleverness is. You ever seen Police Academy? Yep. Jonesy's the most clever cop. <laughs> Anyway, I dress Ding Dong up in a windbreaker and a sideways hat every day. And we sit around and drink cold beers in a baby pool. I mean, if you think about it, he's less of a pet than he is just a drinking buddy. You know, he ain't on a leash. He comes and goes as he pleases, but he mostly stays. He sleeps a lot. I mean, he can leave anytime he wants, Big O. I might, maybe this ain't such a nasty secret. You know, Mr. Possum, it surprises me that you consider this a secret at all. I'm, the, what you've just described to me sounds like something I know I would be bragging about a lot if it was my life. And I'm surprised that you're not bragging about it all the time since it's your life. Well, I don't want to go to jail for having an exotic animal in my house. Yeah, but it's kind of rebellious. And, and like you just said, it's not even really a pet situation. It's more like a drinking buddy that you hang out in a sort of makeshift hot tub with all the time. If most of my life was drinking beer in a hot tub with an orangutan, I would certainly be telling people about that. I wouldn't be keeping that a secret. I'd probably turn it into a talk show or a, you know, late night radio broadcast. Well, I could have been talking about this for a long time then. I've My lips have been any which way but loose about it. They've been tight, tight-lipped. Big Hal, what else have you been keeping from us? Well, Mr. Possum, one secret I've never shared with anybody, really, not even you, is that I'm rich. Rich? Yep. What, like a like a dessert can be rich? Like a lot too much flavor make you sick? Nope. Financially rich. I'm rich. What? I didn't know we was rich. Uh, I'm loaded, Mr. Possum. Why is our life the way it is if you're loaded? We got a lot of money here. Well, first of all, I'm talking about me, not us. Me having money doesn't automatically mean anything for you. I should have known. But the reason I don't live a lavish, you know, billionaire's lifestyle 
is because I don't have a lot of liquid cash at the moment. My, uh, my wealth, which is vast, is tied up in mostly in assets. Hard assets. Assets? Like what? Well, the biggest asset I have is an ancient chest of Spanish gold. Ooh. Waiting for me underneath the coastal waters of South Carolina. I purchased it from a nice man uh, I met on an elevator one time, and he gave me the exact location of this chest of gold, marked on an old map. What are you waiting for? Go get it. Well, I looked on a more recent map, and it appears the city of Charleston has uh, stuck a bridge down on it, the exact location. There's an abutment of the bridge planted right down over where my chest of Spanish gold is. They probably plopped that bridge right down on my chest of gold without talking to me about it. Oh, my gosh, this is tragic. So I've got to make a case for a South Carolina judge that uh, they need to move a bridge so that I can get my gold. And this may surprise you, but they do not want to do it. That really stinks. It's not even a good adventure story. It's just you trying to talk someone into moving something out of the way, and you're never going to get it done. Why don't you just pull an Anthony Kiedis and go under the bridge? Sometimes I feel like I don't have any treasure. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like I'm so poor that I eat peanut shells for dinner. You know, under the bridge. I didn't know those were the lyrics. He's got such a SoCal accent, I never knew what any of the lyrics of that were. Yeah, it's crazy when you really listen to it. Now, not to pull the hot air out of your balloon, but I too have buried hidden treasure. Really? Yeah. It's not Spanish gold, it's 40 American dollars in an old suitcase. Okay. And I've got the map right here. Can I see it? Yeah, go ahead. If you can decipher it, maybe you can go get it. I could use $40. Most of my money is tied up in trying to get this uh, bridge moved. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should go on an adventure and go try to find this stuff. Why are you saying it like that? You're saying it like it's going to be some kind of Goonies-style adventure where you're going to have to do a bunch of stuff. Oh, it's going to be very goony. I've left some booby traps behind that I'm quite proud of that I hope you fall into. But if you're worthy, you can get past them. Could you please just mark on the map exactly where the booby traps are and what they what they, uh, what they are? Uh, no, I'm not going to tell you where they are, but I'm going to tell you what they are. Oh, okay. And that ought to be enough. If you're a real treasure hunter, that ought to be enough. Sure. At some point on your journey, you're going to come across a whole pond what's filled with peanut butter. Because it's like quicksand. You're going to step in that peanut butter lake, and you'll never see you again. Okay. You'll be the spooky skeleton at the bottom of peanut butter pond. So you think that a large amount of peanut butter has the same qualities as quicksand? A hundred percent. Yes. You ever stuck your fingers in a peanut butter jar and got them stuck? Well, sure. How else are you supposed to eat peanut butter? Exactly. Sticking a dirty old fork in there? No. Use your fingers. I also buried a bunch of plastic forks in a pit, loosely and cleverly covered by leaves. Be careful. You might get poked a little bit. Plastic forks. Yeah. Now, this is if I survive the peanut butter pot. Oh, you don't know which one's first. You might get poked by all them plastic forks first and then fall in the peanut butter and you get a bunch of peanut butter in your wounds. And then even if you get out of peanut butter pond, you'll have the most bizarre kind of injury that no doctor knows how to treat. Oh, peanut butter in your bloodstream? Let me check my book. Oh, 
That's right. It says nothing about this. This has never happened to anybody before. I guess you're going to die. Do you have any other booby traps between me and this $40? I've saved the most treacherous booby trap for last. Uh-oh. Yes, it's a series of empty aluminum cans suspended on a yarn string. And when you bump into it, it's going to give you quite a fright from all the racket. And you'll give up your journey to steal my $40. So some cans on a string. Mm-hmm. Like just the noise of aluminum cans uh, sort of running into each other. That's the last big thing I'm going to face. Yep. Yep. Good luck. Okay. All right. Spilling hot tea on ourselves. It's the dirty, dirty secrets episode. Big Al, tell me another one of your dark secrets. Well, this is truly a dark and dirty secret, Mr. Possum. You see, I have an evil twin. Really? Yeah. There's an evil, sinister version of me out there. And he looks just like you? He looks just like me. Indistinguishable. Hmm. What's his name? Well, that's the thing. He goes by Big Howl as well. That's why he's my evil twin. He pretends to be me. He's got the same name. That's spooky. He does stuff like, uh, like he'll run red lights. He'll provide incorrect tax information. He'll forget to take the trash out when my wife asks. You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He's always getting me in trouble. He's a real pain in my rear. And I really have no idea when he's going to show up. That stinks. I'm kind of curious if he looks just like you, and he calls himself Big Al. Have I ever met him and didn't know it? Has he ever been on the radio show? Hmm. Well, uh, it's unlikely, but it's possible. We'd have to check the call logs here at FBK and determine if there'd ever been any complaints about anything I said on here. If there are any complaints about the stuff I've said on the show, or if there ever are in the future, that would probably indicate that my evil twin showed up and co-hosted the show that night. Mr. Possum, what's the next secret you've got to tell us? Well, this one's a deep, dark one indeed. Years ago, at the height of my popularity, they made a series of dolls of me. You know, dolls. It had the string on the back. And when you pulled the string, it would say stuff that I said. Okay. So it'd say, like, I'm hungry. Yeah, my mouth is dry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, stuff like that. I think the catchphrases it said were, hoo-wee, my mouth is dry. And then the other one was like, you're an idiot, which is something I say sometimes. Well, anyway, one of these dolls 
got themselves chuckied, but good. And when I say chuckied, I'm saying it was possessed by an evil spirit that liked to harm and sometimes kill people. Whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this thing went around talking like me, saying, take your shoes off of my house, and then he would stab him, you know? And it was like real dark, real dark stuff going on. And they finally set fire to it. Yeah. And then we had to pull all these possums off the shelves and bury it. And they told me, don't tell anybody about this, about the Chucky accident, and we won't put you in jail. And I had to sign paperwork, and I've participated in burying this Chucky accident that happened years ago. Yeah. Now, are you breaking some kind of uh, contract or trust by sharing that now on the radio? Probably. Yeah. Where would somebody go if they wanted to go find some of these old possum dolls? You know, they might be worth something now, especially since they were all destroyed. And they're probably all floating around down the sewer because I flushed them down the toilet like they was drugs. Mm-hmm. So they're probably floating around talking a bunch of trash in the sewer. I mean, what if there's a whole sort of land down there of uh, of little possum dolls that walk around and they all have their own little roles in the community, but they all they could say is one of six things that you used to say back when you were a popular pop culture icon. What do I say to that? I'd say my kingdom awaits me. All I got to do is go down the sewers and find them and I will be their king. And they will be like, oh, he sounds like us, but he's got such a wonderful vocabulary. This guy says eight things instead of six things. Let's worship him like a god. Yeah. secret that I'm going to share with you, Mr. Possum, and with the listeners at home, is that I'm a Dracula. What? You're a Dracula? Come on. I'm a real Dracula, Mr. Possum. I'm a real flesh and blood Dracula. Not something I share very often or uh, brag about or say publicly very often, but I am a Dracula. No, this can't be true. Because Draculas are scary and they only come out at night and they're scary. That ain't what you is, Big Al. Oh, don't be fooled by the movies, Mr. Possum. See, the movie Draculas are evil, sullen, soulless, because that's what sells tickets. Real-life Draculas are like me. Mostly very chill, with a twisted sense of humor and, like, you know, empathy that tends to make us deliberative to the point of indecision. What? What are you talking about? This don't make no sense. Sounds like gibberish. Well, you see, Mr. Possum, Draculas are natural peacemakers. And we're experts at being tactful and diplomatic in our relationships and in groups. Often, we're idealistic as well. We uh, tend to be very social. Yeah, this reminds me, I should, uh, I should check my horoscope. I, I've been meaning to. Okay. Let me just open up the paper to today's uh, horoscope and... Uh, Ooh. This is embarrassing, Mr. Possum. I, I, I misspoke earlier. When I said I was a Dracula, I meant uh, a Libra. Are you kidding me? I'm a Libra. Ugh. Born in October. Not not a Dracula. This is so you. 
You know, just getting me all worked up for nothing, getting me scared, wasting my time. Well, they do say Draculas have a flair for the dramatic sometimes, you know. Libra, big hell. Libra, you're going to get yourself stabbed in the chest talking like this. You're a Libra, not a Dracula. Oh, did I say Dracula again? You sure did. Wow. All right. Well, it's your turn to tell the listeners at home another deep, dark, and hopefully embarrassing secret. Well, I'm kind of hesitant to tell this, but I think I might be Spider-Man, Big Al. I've been thinking about it. It's kind of starting to make sense. What? Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. My hands are always sticky, and all my Uh. friends kind of hate me, and they're sort of my enemies. So that's very Spider-Man-y. Okay, you th- you think those two things are what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man? Sticky hands and bad relationships. Yeah, mostly. But, I mean, it's not all that. I'm also bitten by spiders a lot. Like, a lot. Okay. I'm, a sp- I'm like a golden corral to spiders. I don't know why. I got them all yeah. over me. So, I mean, that kind of makes me Spider-Man. I got spider bites, I got sticky hands, and my friends hate me. Can you sling webs? Can you, uh, let's see, do you have superhuman strength and agility? Do you have spidey sense? I kind of doubt that you have a spidey sense as you don't seem to have even, you know, just like a regular sense. No, I don't have any of that, but I'm still waiting for my powers. Right now, I don't have any powers. Yeah. But it takes time to become Spider-Man. You know, it takes time. I mean, all these spider bites, I'm going to be really powerful someday. I'm just constantly itchy. That's stage one, I guess, of uh, being Spider-Man is, is itchy. Mm-hmm. But for now, I'm kind of enjoying the good life. Because, as my old Uncle Ben said, with no power comes zero responsibility. Yeah, Uncle Ben's a wise man. Yes. Yes, he is. And I worry about him getting killed by a mugger or a wrestler. Every time he leaves the house, I'm like, this is it, Uncle Ben. And he's like, what? I'm like, have a good one. been spilling so much tea on ourselves that basically our shirts are just brown with tea because they're dirty old secrets. Big hell. Tell us your last and final secret. Yep, my shirt's brown with tea. Like you said, and like, <laughs> what, like what would happen if someone spilled a bunch of tea on their shirt? My final secret, Mr. Possum, is that I'm a liquor. A liquor? I like to lick things. I'm a liquor. I like to know what they taste like. So I lick everything. Now, I don't do this when people are looking, because that's creepy. That's a different type of guy. That's a looker licker. Right, that's a looker licker. Stares you down while he licks the arm of a park bench. Yeah. Nah, gives me chills. Mm -hmm. See, I wait until the dead of night when nobody is around and I get to lick it. I just got to know what everything tastes like. What if something out there tastes really good, Mr. Possum? What if, like, a concrete parking block tasted salty? 
Wouldn't you want to know about that? Yeah. Wouldn't you want to know you could get a nice mouthful of salt anytime? Of course. Nature's potato chip? Uh, yeah. Uh, I gotta ask, though. I mean, does it? Does a concrete block taste salty like a chip? No. Just tastes like soot and old rock. Hmm. Most of the stuff outside just tastes like soot and dirt. For my money, the best licking spots are indoors. And they're mostly in the kitchen, sort of around the fridge area. The fridge especially has a lot of good licking in there. Hmm. I have to say, I'm putting this together. I've heard all of your secrets tonight. And they all kind of add up to a simple fact. is that you're a lot more like me than you like to admit. Your dirty secret is that you're kind of part possum. Oh, boy. I'm a licker. I've buried treasure. I'm a Dracula. An actual Dracula. I suppose that's true. Think about it. Well, they say deep inside each of us is a... is an animal or, you know, like a beast. Just waiting to get out. Maybe my beast is is part possum. I think it's part possum, also part uh, crocodile. You know, something like that. Mm, tight. Half crocodile, half possum, and and then also 100% me. Well, Mr. Possum, we've come to the end of our Dirty Secrets episode, and the final secret is one of yours. What is it? Well, I've done a lot of talking on this program about my distaste and sort of animosity with the American raccoon, as you know it. Yeah, you hate raccoons. You talk about that all the time. Yes, it's a common talking point of mine. It's up there with dry mouth. But I've... I gotta come clean with where this animosity comes from, Big Hell. It's very embarrassing, and it's why I saved it till last. Uh, previously, I've kind of told people that the reason why I don't like raccoons is because, you know, I'm kind of high and mighty. It's just, you know, they, they're thieves, and they, they carry diseases and all that kind of stuff. But I actually think that's tight. And I think raccoons are just pretty animals. I think they're cute. Whoa. And I always have. Wow. This is quite a revelation here. Uh, it's embarrassing, but it gets worse. In my treehouse, I get a calendar every year, of, and it's just raccoons being cute. They got little flowers in their hair. Sometimes they are got their, their little people hands deep in a bowl of uncooked pasta, and they're just playing in it. Stuff like that. Uh-huh. Well... One day, a raccoon snuck into my treehouse and saw the calendar of all these raccoons. And they all got to making fun of me. Oh. Because they saw that I secretly looked up to them, you know. That's the harshest kind of bullying, where it's sort of them making fun of you for liking them in the first place. Well, the harshest bullying comes next. Because I went into their den and I saw their calendar. Yeah. And it was a bunch of pictures of me, Big Hell. But they weren't flattering. I didn't have flowers in my hair. I wasn't playing with pasta. It was all times that I had died temporarily. But they made each picture look like a crime scene. And they put chalk outlines around me and stuff like that. And it's real embarrassing. Wow. That's quite a production. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's very uh, creative and... Clever, that's just like raccoons. They're just so on top of things, you know? I know, isn't it good? I mean, I'm hurt. They're so organized, you know? Right. It stinks, but it hurts more because they put so much time and creativity into it that I look up to them. I'm like, that is clever. I do suck for falling asleep, you know? Yeah.
Awesome Podcast. Toot toot.